Hello everybody, and welcome to Lesbians, Lesbians are Taking Over, over the, the World. world. Attempting to put my makeup on. Um, I'm not feeling the best today as I uh, I went swimming in the uh, the docks in the Albert Dock in Liverpool, um, which is like a open water. Uh, it's swimming in the River Mersey, and the River Mersey, if you're not from Liverpool, um, is um, it's an est it's the estuary, so it's. Uh, not quite a river, river, not quite the sea, um, and yeah, it's, uh, anyway, but I had a pretty, pretty rough time, I, um, I have, uh, a few really sexy diseases, <laughs> I have, uh, Lyme's disease, Emmy, fibromyalgia, And um, <clears throat> I, I went. Yeah, I decided to try and go swimming <laughs> in what is basically the sea, um, deep sea. And then I realised that I definitely can't do that because I'm disabled. <laughs> um, it's weird with this illness, you know. Like when you have a chronic illness, you, uh, I don't know. You kind of. It's hard for my it's hard for my brain for my memories to. It's hard for me to remember that I'm disabled. Like, you know, like I'll start to walk, and then within about, let's say, on a good day, uh, within about you know five ten minutes, I'm completely I can't I collapse. You know? I'm in agony, and um, so when you go swimming, you think, well, you know, you're floating. Um, so how how much energy you really use you know how can't be that difficult but yeah I almost like there was a point where I actually thought I was gonna have to get um, either my friend to come and do the you know the chin lift the life saving chin lift um, I was either gonna have to get my friend to do that or I was gonna have to get a lifeguard because there was a point where I did think I might actually drown <laughs> I was like shit it's quite it was really scary at the time it was really really scary like I. Uh, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to swim back to the to the to the to the, to the side and get out and climb up. I had a panic attack a sl slash just like you know when you like a panic attack you have because you're panicking about something that's not really you didn't you don't even be scared of. But I was panicking like I it was I was kind of like panicking, but also I really was losing my breath and couldn't didn't have the energy to swim anymore. So like. Um, 
yeah it, like, so it was scary <laughs> it was just really scary I mean I when I did manage to get out I um I was shake I was shaking for about an hour after I was really shaken up um you know but then I and then I just when I realized I couldn't swim anymore I just thought well hang on all I've got to do is lay on my back and just float you know I've got quite big tits you know so it's like <laughs> my, my boobs are like floats anyway um so I was like, well, maybe if I just, if I just lay on my back um, and just like float there and then one side then rested for a bit doing that. I then had enough energy to just, just very gently um, push my arms, you know, like, but it was still terrifying. Like I'd swum, I was, I'd swum too far out and then I get quite depressed, you know, because it's like, shit, yeah, like I can't just, I can't just go swimming, you know, like. What? It's so frustrating. It's like, fucking, I've been like this since I was 30. And I used to, one of my favourite things to do in the whole world is swim. It's one of my favourite things to do. You can't even, you can't even fucking go for a, a swim for an hour, you know? Like, I can swim for maybe like, I don't know, one length maybe. It probably less than that actually thinking about it. it. Depends on the day, you know, if I'm having a really good day. I could I could swim a length. Yeah, so I would say little little um chronic illness tip <laughs> for any of those chronic illness fans out there, um that if you have a chronic illness like ME or Fibromyalgia or Lyme disease or MS, blah, blah blah. I would definitely recommend that you probably shouldn't go swimming in deep sea <laughs> unless uh, you know you are literally going straight in and there's something to cling on to. Definitely take a floaty. Definitely. That was the one thing I was like, why didn't I just why didn't I just fucking bring a floaty? You know, like if I'd had a, a, flo um, a flotation device. I, all that could have been avoided <laughs> so like I'm, I'm thinking about my friend's got a noodle you know those noodle things I'm thinking about um, if I do attempt to go again um, definitely take a noodle device I don't normally ever show myself on camera without makeup because I'm really insecure about my uh, my eyes cause, because I've got like if you can see like I basically have ginger eyelashes, obviously because I'm a redhead. Um, and uh, I just I look so young and so like blank without eye makeup. And um, I think once once I started wearing eye makeup, it's weird because like there's many a day I I would love to just. There's many a day when I just think, no, I'm not going to wear any makeup, you know, like, fuck it, you know. Like, I don't really wear much, I mean, I don't ever wear foundation, I don't ever, and I should really, because I've got, like, a little mosquito bite there, I think that is. I've got some weird, uh, like, what are they called, um, I can't remember the name of them, but the blotches on your skin, basically. They're from, it's from them, so I think, it's because, I'm pretty sure that's from living in uh, South Africa and Mexico, because... I never used to have them before I lived anywhere sunny, and then when I lived in um, South Africa and Mexico, I didn't I didn't wear sun lotion or anything, and obviously like it's a lot of sun, you know, 
could be that. I mean, it could just be my age. I am not that young anymore. Got a little bit of bronzer on my skin, so I don't look so pale. But other than that, really, that's it. Um, I put uh, moisturizer on my skin just because it feels really dry. Well, in the, especially in the not so much in the sun, in the winter, but in the summer. Um, and then I just wear eyeliner and mascara. But um, I've just realised this is a podcast. For all those people who are listening on the podcast, I'm doing a video today. So if you want to see the video um, of me, the delightful, insanely beautiful model looking me, um, it'll be on the YouTube channel, the Facebook channel, and the. What else do we have on? Uh, the website. Um, I think that's all the video. Yeah, I think it's just YouTube and Facebook. Pretty sure. I watch I watch so many blog videos, and um, of like people that I've just, you know, over the years you kind of feel like they're family almost, you know. And um, I was thinking like I should I should do a video really, you know, because um, I don't know. It just makes. I love, like I, I have, I have a, a friend on Facebook that I, I've never, I've never met her, and I just, I just love. She, she does a lot of. Um, she kind of like uses Facebook a bit like me, where she kind of blogs her life, and us, and it's you know a lot of people like I have a lot of friends that like, they think that I and family members that think that I, I, I speak too, openly, on social media on my Facebook, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like. It is kind of like a blog for me, my Facebook, you know, and like I have talked about my life through my travels and through my relationships and places I've lived and things that's happened to me. And, you know, when people say, oh, you shouldn't be so open, you should keep things private, you know, like the whole world can see it. And, and I'm like, well, you say the whole world, but I mean, really, nobody's that interested in me. <laughs> like the only people who are really looking at my Facebook and, and, re and commenting and, and uh, communicating back with me what I'm saying is friends of mine that I've met over the year people I've met over the years and I remember like once I was I was walking down Manchester Canal Street in uh, which is a city in, in the UK and um, I hadn't there was these two gay there, there was this there was this gay couple really good friends of mine that I hadn't seen for years and years because I've been living in abroad and stuff like that and I was walking down Manchester uh, Canal Street one day in Manchester and I bumped into them and they were like, oh, hey, Jack, you know, we, we hugged. And, and it was really weird because they said, like, oh, you know, how's this going and how's that? And they knew things about me. Like, they knew personal details about me, about my life that, like, kind of like only a, only a close, you know, somebody who I'd been kept in touch with. And I hadn't kept in touch with them because, you know, I'd, I hadn't seen them for about 10 years. And um, I knew them when I lived in Liverpool. And... Um, they were just kind of like, you know, we weren't like dead, dead, we were good friends, but we weren't like close enough that where I'd keep in touch every day, you know? And, but yeah, anyway, they were like, oh my God, we were so sad to hear about this. And we were so excited about that. And, and I was like, whoa, how do you, they were like, yeah, we follow you. We follow you. We, we love like your Facebook. We follow you on Facebook and it's been really like exciting, but also like just insightful of, you know, we're sorry to hear about what happened with your wife and, you know, it was amazing when you went to, um, you know, I don't know, the jungle in Mexico or whatever and that was cool, but I'm really sorry to hear about that. And I was like, whoa, you've like, 
<laughs> I was really shocked, you know. I was like, whoa, like, you like, you actually follow, like, you actually, like, read? And they're like, yeah, like, we love it, you know. Like, it, it's, it's, it's actually, it makes us feel really connected to you. And we've been following, basically, your life for the last 10 years. And, like, you know, yeah, we've missed you, but, you know, in a way we feel like we never really lost you, you know. And I, it was really not, and that was the first time in my life where I was like, like you know, when all my when like a lot of friends and family are saying to me like, oh, you should be more private. And I'm like, I think, well, why? I mean, yeah, all right, fair enough. If I was doing something offensive to somebody, you know, this is just the, my personality. This is the way I am. I I have no issues with discussing my life, um, certain elements of it with people, typically my friends, and even the public because the amount of amazing conversations I've had and the amount of amazing knowledge I have learned from actually saying things publicly on social media and then people have got back in touch with me and said, oh, you know, they've given me like tips and advice or a personal story. And I've, I mean, everything from I've cried from somebody sharing a personal story with me to somebody gave me this really good um, medical information about my illness and it changed you know all kinds of things you know so no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep shy and all that shit you know like um i'm perfectly i, I perfectly understand people that do that but that's within your right but i don't it just it, it does kind of annoy me when people judge me on it i'm like well all right like i don't judge you for the way you lead your life and unless i'm hurting somebody why are you judging me you know I'm, who, who am i hurting <laughs> um you know i'm gonna attempt to put on my eyeliner now oh my god my eyes are so Stingy. Anyway, I didn't mean to go on that run then, but this is me, so of course I did. Of course I had a run. Um. Oh God, I really need coffee. I'm actually amazed. I I was in so much pain today um, from the swim. From the swim, it, especially my hands and my arms. It was it was like it. It felt like they were burning. You know. It really feels like they're burning. Like anybody, if you ask anybody with fibromyalgia, I think it's the fibromyalgia pain anyway. Um, I have so many other diseases sometimes. I, it's hard to know, but um, you, you often just feel like you're burnt, like your flesh is burning. It's 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 absolutely horrific. Um, but I managed to. I kind of forced myself in the bath. Um, and when I got in the bath, I was like holding back I was trying not to cry for the pain um but I put you know like Epsom you know I'm sure you've you know about Epsom salts um or any any type of salts I think magnesium are really good um Epsom what else Himalayan salt Himalayan salt um that you know that helps with um inflammation inflammation pain or oh, any pain to do with muscles Okay, I did a little bit too much eyeliner. <laughs> I look a little bit ridiculous, but never mind. Um, the fact that I'm even just out of bed doing it is I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, I did put the lid. Yeah, so fuck it. I'm not gonna feel. Sorry, I'm I'm digressing and I'm rambling. Fuck it. This is gonna be a ramble video, just definitely. 
Um, so yeah, I um, no, I'm I'm not ashamed of like the way I am social media, you know. Um, it's actually like. Like it, I mean, I don't know. The, inter the internet's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because if it wasn't for Facebook, there's a lot of friends and family that would have visited me more, especially when I when I became disabled. I mean, I didn't care before I was disabled, before I became chronically ill. Like I, um, I was happy to. I was a bit of a. I wouldn't say I get bored easily. I just I like adventure. It's not that I get bored easily because. I mean, I think everyone gets bored just generally in life, but I, I get I, I get itchy feet when it comes to staying in the same place, you know. Um, and even from a young age, I, like my my biggest idol was um, Indiana Jones. Yeah, even as a kid, like Indiana Jones was my that's who I that's who I used to like dress up as, and you know that's how I wanted to be, and like um, which. And it was funny, like, you know, later on Tomb Raider and all that came out, but, like, um, I still, like, I didn't understand why I couldn't be, I didn't understand why a man had to be a man and a woman had to, the whole gender thing still pisses me off a little bit, that it's like, well, you know, I had to grow up to be uh, Tomb Raider, uh, uh, whatever the name is, Angelina, whatever, I can't remember the character's name. It's like, no, I want to grow up to be Indiana Jones, I'm just a woman, like, fuck that, you know, like, <laughs> why is it going to be that I've got to have the amazing tits and a great art, you know, like, Fuck it. Um, he was still cool. He was still sexy. He just happened to be a man. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I never, I, I kind of knew, not knew, but I, I had a feeling I wasn't going to probably stay in the, uh, like I, I, need, I needed to travel and, and, and see, and even now, like there's so many countries, so many places and I'm, I'm going to be heartbroken if I don't ever get to some of them, you know, like, um, and probably with my illness now, I, I probably won't. Um, I always dreamt of India. I've been dreaming of India since I was a tiny little kid uh, because I had a lot of um, growing up in Leeds and Bradford. I had a lot of uh, Indian influence and friends and culture. You know, like I watched a hell of a lot of Bollywood growing up as a kid. Um, and I think just because I had a lot of Indian friends, because growing up um, in certain areas of Leeds and Bradford, you just have a lot of Indian friends. Um, and so it was like kind of like almost part of my culture as a kid growing up you know um and so i always wanted to go yeah like india always oh, just and also um australia russia uh i mean obviously obviously the list is america weirdly america never appealed to me i don't know why i guess i feel like i kind of saw everything there was to see on the movies you know anyway i'm rambling like a motherfucker here um yeah so I watched this. That, that I did have some, there's some some things I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Oh, hang on. Just realised I've left all my social, um, stuff on. Um, I watched. Uh, hang on, let me just finish here. I did actually have some stuff I actually wanted to talk about. <laughs> just kind of like emotive, emotive stuff that had affected me this this week. Um, let me see if I can find it. I thought I'd made um, a note of um, what I want to talk about. Um, one of the things is um, Real Talk, which is a TV show on Channel 4. 
um, I think it's called Real Talk. Uh, let me just double check actually. Oops. Oh, the talk. Right. The talk, yeah. Um, yeah, it was called. Uh, what did I just say? <laughs> what did I just say it was called? The talk. The talk, right. Yeah, anyway, it's called The Talk on Channel 4. And. I, I just, just, yeah, just watch it, basically. Um, it's about um, racism in the UK. Uh, I didn't watch all. I didn't get to watch all of it. I only caught maybe the last part, I think, or the middle part. I caught half of it anyway. Um, and it, it actually got me really quite upset. Uh, there was parts of it where I was like, it got me to. It's, I like it got me to see things from a point of view I'd never seen before. You know, I still I still find it amazing. That I'm 37 years old and I'm still learning. I, I still, I still don't really know what it's like to be. I mean, not that I not that I would ever know what it's like to be a black person or uh, or an ethnic um, race in the UK. I mean, what, how, how would I know that? But it 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 shocks me that like, you know, I've I've had friends my whole life who. You know, parent of I'm from Jamaican descent originally, or you know, Indian descent, and you know they're British, but they happen to be, uh, you know, different skin color to me, and it just amazes me that I'm I I the way I live in the UK and the way I walk down the streets and the, and the way that I experience life is just so different to them, and yet um, it's almost like I forget because I'm in the white bubble and like. Yeah, okay, I, I, it's only recently I, I really started, it's only recently, in the recent years, I've really started to understand the, the, the white bubble, what the white bubble is. Um, and I, and when I learned about it, I did a lot of research on it, and I, um, you know, spent a long time trying to understand it from friends, from blogs, from videos, TV shows, podcasts, you name it. Um, comedy helped a lot, you know, but you know, five years on, I still don't, I still am learning, you know, and it's fucking shocking that I just never thought about things, like, for example, one of the things that he said, uh, one of the things that, um, really famous actor, uh, he's a famous British actor, I forget his name now, um, one of the things, one of the things he was saying was that, like, um, when he, when he went to the West, he went to the West Indies, where I think, I presume his grandparents maybe are from or something, um, he went back, uh, he went to the West Indies, um, and he was doing a kind of like back to his roots type thing, even though he's not, he's, you know, he's, he's British. Um, but his, some ancestor, some family member, presume was from there originally. And um, he said that like, when he was there, see, for the first time, like for the first time he was there, because it's obviously like he's, you know, brought, brought up in the UK, in England his whole life. Um, when he was walking down the streets, when he was walking into shops, when he was going to, you know, everything from the airport to the hotel. He said, like, seeing him mirrored back, you know, his... Seeing himself, like, you know, the same skin colour everywhere, 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 feeling like he belongs. And then he said he felt really relaxed, you know, like, really, like, just completely, like, relaxed. Like, like nobody was judging him, nobody was going to give him shit, nobody was you know, like, 
and then he said when he got back when he when he was on on the airplane he hadn't even landed in the uk he was in the airplane and um he said that he started to f he heard um you know the the, the um what do you call it the air flight attend um thing on the microphone saying um you know uh welcome back gonna be landing in the uk soon blah 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 and he said he felt his whole body tense up and almost like put his armor back on you know i mean it was just crazy and then he was saying you know he was land he landed in the uk and he landed in i think it was london or something and he just felt like and he was walking you know he came out and he, like like he had to he, he felt himself physically physically stressed and, and and tense up you know um almost like 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 i say like armor against you know because he's black you know and and here he is in a country full of white people who whether you whether we kind of know it or not even even people who try and not like me i i really don't think that i'm racist but i'm judgmental i mean everybody judges you know like and i hate to admit it but i still have a lot i still need to i'm still learning you know even though like i feel like i am the least racist i mean i feel like i don't i'm not racist in the slightest but I'm sure I say things that are offensive. I'm sure I say things that are um, inappropriate, um, get on people's tits, and you know. And it's just, it's just anyway. But I, I, it really upset me. Like you know, he, he, I mean, for somebody to, for somebody to to have to live like that, like in their own country, that's what that you know, that's what they're from. You know, it's not like, and even if they weren't, even if you know, like. When I lived in when I lived in South Africa, um, I there was a couple of times I well a, a fair few times I got racially abused because I was white because I was with a predominantly black you know thingy, and I only experienced what would have been what like less than a milli milli millisecond <laughs> of what it's like to be um, like a black a black race in like America or the UK or in a Western country and and. It was upsetting. Like, yeah, it, it affects you. Um, like, it made it made you because there's nothing you can do. That's it's weird because you're kind of like it's the same thing. I suppose it's the same with homophobia with me. You know, like when I get when I get um, homophobic abuse, um, you kind of like you know it's all like when I used to get bullied for, for having red hair. It's kind of like well, I can't do anything about it. Like, <laughs> you're you basically hate me you're angry with me and you hate me and you think I'm disgusting because of a, a colour, you know, and I don't know, I, it was just really, really upsetting to realise that, I mean, that's, that is, system, that is, in that is, <laughs> that's crazy, you know. And this whole this whole thing of like you know alt the alt right that like well if you, you you're only British if you white like, fuck off <laughs> I'm sorry but like you're just a fucking human being you know you're just a fucking animal that's what we are people like people people like to think that human beings are the are these like you know we're these like high up amazing species we're just a fucking animal man. That's why we kill. That's why we fuck. That's why we um, 
argue and we fight and we do all the things we do because we're we're not um immune to animal nature we are animals you know um so we have hormones and we have a survival instinct and yeah okay we're we do it in a collective manner like 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 a um, like ants you know like a collection like a pack of wolves or lions you know we work together but we're still fucking we're still an animal people we're animals all right so that's why i try i try not to beat myself up too much when i you know when i get really when i do something crazy and irrational it's like well you know i'm not a fucking robot you know what i mean i'm made of flesh and bone i have hormones but the idea that you're not wealthy that you are made to feel like you're not you're not um you're not allowed to live and be welcome and and, and your whole family and and everything like that you're not made to feel like you belong there because you have a different color <laughs> it's just Sorry, I'm trying to sort my hair out. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's like, you know, and the amount of um, times I've had people say, to, you know, like, um, not, I mean, not low, to be fair, not loads, but the, the few times I have had white racist people try and talk to me and be like, um, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll try and say things like, I mean, they won't say it outrightly. They won't say it outrightly, but they are basically saying, you know, that um, we belong, and you know, like when I've had like ta white taxi drivers talk about Brexit or, um, you know, um, just somebody. St I remember I was just I was just stood in a queue once. I think it was like the ASDA or something, and this fucking white racist person started talking to me about. I can't remember if it was a, a black person or, or, or um, if it was um, it was. It, it was some race other than you know them anyway and um they were like um saying some shit to me and turned to me and went you know like you know what i mean like them you know and i was like well i'm a jewish immigrant um so like i'm <laughs> you you probably feel the same about me and he's like <laughs> he was so shocked you know it's like because it's like yeah I, I'm the same color like yeah I have this similar skin tone to you I mean I'm pretty fucking I mean I have like loads of freckles red hair so wasn't that similar to him and he kind of looked more like he was like Huguenot anyway he kind of looked like he was kind of like French going on to almost to that side like French Israeli you know like in the dark hair and I'm like so it's like the fact that he's nitpicking at somebody for just a slightly different skin tone it's like you know and then it's like well actually you know my my granddad was a a Jewish immigrant um, who came from Yugoslavia and he fled the Nazis and came to the UK. So just because I'm just because I'm white doesn't mean that um, you're going to hate me any. Like you can be just as racist towards me. You know, I, like, why why do you feel like I belong then? You know, like, like who like <laughs> you can say the same about any country about anything. Say the same about what, the whole of America. <laughs> you know, it's like built on people. The, the the people who in America, who the only people in America, if you're a racist, the only people in America that you that you technically you think are, be, belong there, is the original First Nation people. They're the only people if you believe in immigration because 
if you don't believe in immigration, if you believe that people aren't allowed to move, you know? Like, it's just fucking crazy. I remember, like, I've never really liked Bob Dylan. Um, just, don't know why, I just never, he, I can understand he's very, very talented, and blah, 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 but I just never got into him. And, um, but, that, when he, that line, you know, we're born in chains, like, I remember being a teenager when I heard that line, and I was like, well, that's a bit, morose. like, why? But then, when I realised that you can't just, like, when I realised that a salmon, a fucking salmon is more free than a human being to go wherever they want, you know, like, a fucking bird could just, just fly from one country to another, no issues, but me, <laughs> or any of my friends, or anyone in the world, if you want to go to fucking, I don't know, um, you want to go and see the Himalayas or whatever, you have a finite time you're allowed to be there and then they're going to kick you out and trust me like I was married to a South African woman and um, I was going to have a child with my Mexican friend and basically immigration completely and utterly destroyed the two the two like the, I would say the, the two major relationships in my life that would have changed my life for the rest of my you know, would have changed me for the rest of my life because of because of borders, because of immigration, I, I I couldn't have, I couldn't be with the people that I loved and and have the family I wanted, purely because of immigration. I mean, and that that we're not free. That means that you're not free. You know, like I fell in love with somebody who happened to be from a different country, and the governments of those countries said. Well, to be fair, it wasn't just racist. They were really, really homophobic. Um, their response to why me and my wife wouldn't, weren't allowed to be together, uh, live together, was incredibly homophobic. And this was about, what, 10 years ago. So, I mean, not that long, like, long ago, but not that long ago, you know? So, I just, I, I can't believe that... I just can't believe... When I was a kid growing up in the 80s, like... I I thought things were going to get better, you know, not go backwards. I thought that, um, you know, like, I thought we were free. I thought you could meet somebody from, I don't know, I thought I could jump on a plane. I thought, I thought if you worked hard or whatever, you came into some money and you could afford to fly to, say, somewhere like, I don't know, fucking China, right? and you met someone there, and you happened to fall in love with them, I would have presumed, as a child, I would have presumed that you could be with that person, and you could either live in China with them, and marry them, or whatever, and love them, or they could, you know, whichever, like, it never occurred to me that, no, that's not how, that's not how the world works, like, we're not free. We're not free to do that. You're not free to be in love with whoever you want to be in love with. Whether you're gay, straight, you're not free. And it's just ridiculous. Like, why? Like, it, you know, somebody like Nigel, Nigel, Nigel Farage, like, I, I want to just, I don't, he just baffles me because it's like, here he is, he's just blatantly saying that he doesn't want us people to, to board, for borders to be free he doesn't want people to have the freedom to travel and live wherever they want and, and be with whoever they want 
He's saying that, and yet his wife is German. <laughs> what? His surname is French. Like, I just, I'm, it's the same with, the same with um, Donald Trump. It's like, oh, you know, you can be, it's totally cool. In his mind, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's fine to be racist, but only against black people. God forbid you should be racist against Eastern Europeans who he's married to. He doesn't want any immigrants coming in, Mexicans, but they can come in as long as they're, he's, as long as they're Eastern European and they're hot. What the fuck is going on? What's going on? Like, explain it to me. Please, somebody explain to me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, but anyway, from a psychological point of view, um, that show, it's called The Talk. Um, like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm never going to know what it's like to be a different... To be a different have a different colour skin, obviously. Um, but that show, um, it just it articulated so well, um, and some insight of what it's like to, you know, walk down the street in your own country, get on a bus, buy something, and not feel accepted, not feel comfortable, which is just fucking nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. You know, like, I mean, it's like the Windrush thing, you know, it's like the Windrush scandal. I watched a thing of that. Jesus Christ, that was just fucking nuts. What they put people through. Um, and it, like I say, I've, I've only ever really, I've only ever really experienced um, racism um, towards me, I mean. Um, a few times in South Africa and um, well th the way I experienced it was um, I, I moved to South Africa in two I, I forget what year maybe 2008 or something like that I was in my 20s and um, I lived there for about three or four years and um, it, I would like I'd get if I got in a taxi or a bus or any kind of public transport and stuff. Um, if they if they just looked at me, they presumed I was Afrikaans until I opened my mouth and then they heard my accent and they realised I was British. And so initially, when I was like that, the first time it happened, the first like mem very severe memory in my mind was I'd I'd got on this um, I got in this taxi and the taxi driver was being really really nasty. Like he just he just hated me, and there was just no, there was no real explanation for it. He just, he just didn't like me, and he was really pissed off with me. And then um, I got a little bit closer to him at the back of the cab, and I started, you know, giving him, talking to him properly because I was, I, and he could hear me properly. And then he just turned around. He's like, "Oh my god, you're British? You, you're from England?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, oh, cool, man. And he's fucking into... Gave me a... Sp I swear to God, by the end of the taxi driver, he'd invited me for dinner around his parents, like, around his friends, you know, like, around his... <laughs> where's all his family around on that? I got invited to a fucking barbecue. I got invited to parties. He gave me his phone number. Like, he was, like, just chatting to me, you know, really into me, digging me. And, um... And I said to him, right, you know, as I was just at the end of the taxi, driver, uh, taxi ride, I said, why you know, why didn't you like, you know, I don't understand, and he was like, oh, I thought you are Afrikaans, 
and I was like, okay. So I, I said to him, like, I'm new to I'm new to South Africa. I had I was quite new to South Africa at the time. I was like, I'm new to South Africa. So what? You know, what, what do you mean? Like, what? What? Why would? What would you expect me to be like? And he was like, well, I we know that in 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 England, you you see like the way that you see black people or people from Africa and black people is um, equal. Like you, you see them completely equal. You don't, you know, you don't see them as anything less than than what you are. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. And he was like, well, that's not how an Afri- That's not what Afrikaans. That's not how Afrikaans people are, you know. And that was shock. That was uh, that was yeah. The first I started to experience um, like I mean that, that's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, he was right. Like not young, not young Afrikaans people, because a lot of them, my young African um, friends, um, or or really enlightened. Well, it was one or the other. Like I would say, majoritively, the Afrikaans that I knew over a certain age were fucking racist. And I, they, they, I don't mean racist in the sense where it was like, obvious. They wouldn't like just go up to someone and say something. It was subtle, you know. But it, but it was there. That even my mum fucking. Like my mum came over and she picked up on it like straight away. Even like she picked up on it just meeting people in, in the UK or Afrikaans. Um, but it got worse as like you know I mean sorry when when any of my Afrikaner friends who were under the age of twenty three they'd gone to mixed schools completely different. Not only were they um, were they, like you know like you had black you had, uh, black South African white South African and they were mates. And they'd, got, they'd grown up and gone to school together. Not only were they mates, but, like, the white Afrikaners actually would fight. You know, they were actually, like, politically involved. And, and they were really angry, actually. And they used to stand up to, the el- to their elders and also fight. It was really cool, actually. It was like, fucking hell. Because when I lived there, I used to go through quite a lot of... It, it was quite traumatic because I, I... I found it really, really difficult to accept people were saying and doing to each other it really upset me and um you know obviously if you're from the background that you're that we're from and if you're from the UK and um you've never you've never experienced racism that was so archaic that it was from the 1950s that it was really hard for me to handle it I mean I used to I there was a lot of times where I had to hold back the tears there's a lot of times when I just would wanted to I'd, I'd really get angry like really angry, like anger to the point where I was boiling with rage, you know, um, and uh, so I was so relieved when I met um, the. I realised that the younger, my younger friends, the younger generation there was completely different, um, and it gave me a lot of hope, you know, for the future of South Africa. Thank fuck. Um, and all it took was mixed schools. It just took, it, all it took, right, for a fucking human being to respect and value another human being regardless of their skin colour. All it took was for them to be hanging out with each other as children. It was as simple as that. That's it. <laughs> it's not complicated, you know. And it's like, because kids don't fucking see it. Like, I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't realise that one of my best friends who was, well, my best friend who was Rastafarian, her, uh, her parents, you know, Rastafarian, um, and they were from Jamaica. Like, I had no idea... That I was, she was different to me because she had a different skin color. Like, yeah, yes, obviously she had a different skin color, but like, it didn't. Like, I can't really explain it. I just didn't understand. I didn't understand. Like, it wasn't until I was much, much older that I kind of like 
started to understand race and colour and stuff, you know what I mean? It was almost like I had to be taught how to be see colour, you know what I mean, that way, you know? Because it's like, when you see, like, you know, two cats hanging out together and one's ginger and white cat and one's a black and white cat, you know, one's like a tabby cat. Like, those cats aren't, like, fighting with each other in the street and fucking you know, um, not talking to the other one, being all fucking weird because of the fucking colour of the fucking fur. <laughs> they're fighting over other shit, yeah, because cats fight over territory, but they're not fighting because of the fucking colour of the fur. It's just irrelevant to them. And that's how it was for me as a kid. It was just completely irrelevant to me. And I think, I actually think that it's not about skin colour. I think what it's about is I think it's it's all about territory, isn't it? Like, deep-rooted, that's what it is. It's like, you originally come from this area, whichever area it is, and um, we don't want you coming over here and living in this area because this is our little land, you know? Like, we don't want to share it. Um, even if you're, even if you've been in a war and you've lost your whole family and you're starving and you're going to die, even if you go over there and you're going to die, you can't be in our little land. <laughs> it's like, I think that must be what it kind of, deep down, what it is. Because, like I say, I don't know, I never saw, I never understood that my friend was, she, the way, like, in my mind, it was like, she was me mate, and she's from Leeds, like me. End of, that, that was the end of the conversation, you know, like, um, and I didn't really think about the fact that she was, her family were originally had come over from Jamaica until many, many, many years later. Um, I, you know, and then I was like, oh, um, you know, when I, when, I, when I read about racism in, in history books and things, and then I thought the history, that racism didn't exist in the UK, believe it or not. I'm really not digging on my hair right now, to be totally honest, but... I think it's because I didn't dry it properly. Anyway, um, yeah, I didn't mean to go on a huge racist rant then. Um, I always feel like, not like ridiculous, but a little bit like, I know, I know with Black Lives Matter, I guess it's important at the moment to talk about it a lot, but I always feel as a white person that like, I always feel a little bit ridiculous, you know, that I'm, because I've been ranting on about it, ranting on, ranting on about it for a while. Now. Oh, there was one thing I wanted. To, <laughs> there is, there is one thing I wanted to say. I've been wanting to say this for a while, right? Um, oh God, I'm still gonna be ranting about racism stuff. I can't help it. It just, it's a, it's a, it's a. I find it like, you know, I find it. I'm still learning a lot about it, and I feel like it's still important to talk about it. But I do feel like a bit of a dickhead being a white person going on about racism. It's like. I've never really experienced it, you know. But, um, like, this is, from my point of view, not even, not even, it's not even just the UK, and it's not even just America. I think this, oh no, probably, yeah, it probably is predominantly Western media, I would think, um, because I know, I know Indian TV um, and South African TV, there was a lot of, um, it wasn't all white, but one thing I've always noticed Excuse me for being naughty and having a cigarette. The one thing I have noticed is um, sorry. 
one thing I have noticed, I wouldn't say I noticed it as a child, but I definitely noticed it when I got older, is I get really, really pissed off with TV, right? And film. Because every major lead character is white, and every fucking, even just TV general, right? Like, I, I swear to God, right, you sit in front of the TV and watch TV, right? For the whole, watch it for like, say, the whole day, right? Or a week, yeah. Like, actually, adverts, the only thing that's getting, be that's getting better as I've gotten older is adverts. Adverts are getting a little bit better now with um, um, not being all white. <laughs> but TV shows and, um, what do you call it, TV shows and films, it's just always white people. It's just always white, 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 white. Like, it's just not real, realistic, you know? Like, and it really fucking annoys me. Um... Because imagine what it like. Imagine what it's like if you're you're black British, you know, and you're what you're watching TV, and your whole life you're not represented on TV. You're just seeing constantly. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, okay, you've got famous black actors in Hollywood, all right. You've got Will Smith and um, what's his name, um, Morgan Freeman, and things like that. But it's it's not enough. <laughs> not even not even by. Uh, not by a long, long way, and like, pretty much every major lead character in every film is white, um, and not always blonde and skinny, but definitely white. Um, it's, it's. Imagine what it's like to be from Chinese descent. I mean, fucking hell, like. You know, have you, have you seen that? I don't know if you've seen that, um, that amazing uh, TV series on Netflix called Hollywood. That's fucking brilliant. You know, and that that really that goes into the history of it. And, and I really recommend if you've not seen it, really watch Hollywood on Netflix. Um, you know, it's about um, racism in Hollywood and um, and about um, homophobia and things. From the, I mean, yeah, it's from the fifties, but it's, it still resonates today. <laughs> um, I get really honestly. I, it really angers me. Like, I sit and think about what, I, and I, th I think it's. I think the reason I notice it because when I've talked to friends about it in the past, when I've talked to people about it, they they're like they're kind of like, well, you know, they haven't really picked up on it. And I'm like, how can you not see? And I think maybe the reason I I, I see it so much and it angers me so much is because, um, you know, when I went when I growing up in, in Leeds, um, a lot of my best friends at school, a lot of my close friends were. Um, you know, Indian or Indian British or, um, you know, uh, black British or, um, you know, Muslim, Sikh, um, yeah, I had a Turkish friend, you know, and, um, I start, you start to think about what it must be like if you're, if you're Chinese or if you're, um, Thai or if you're, um, you know, black or if you're mixed race and TV is, predominantly white faces it really is white and and almost every lead character almost every lead female role is always white you know it's even now even now and yeah okay you you could say you could argue and say what about this show what about that show yes there are some shows where occasionally rarely where the lead character is black but compared like if you sit and watch tv i'll give you a classic example right fucking neighbors yeah 
I was watching. Um, I think Channel, I think Channel Five. For some reason, I was I was on a on Channel Five, and Neighbours came on, and I've not seen Neighbours since I was at school, and um, it happened to be on in the background, and I started watching it, and about halfway through the the, the show, I was thinking, what is it about this show that's really making me feel weird? And I realised what it was. It was that everybody was fucking white. And I was like, that's absolutely hilarious because Australia, <laughs> the idea that everybody in Australia is white, is <laughs> the idea that a soap opera is representing Australia as white people, as all white people and, and blonde and six pack and everything, it was just like, wow. You couldn't get any more. I mean, Australia, I've never even been there, but I know that Australia, you know, is not... <laughs> um, that's just hilarious, you know. Um, and it's it's it actually it really angers me. It actually angers me that there it, it's not realistic. There isn't a represent. Uh, there isn't the real representation of re um, different races on TV and film. There just isn't. And I don't fucking care what you say. Like yeah, the only thing that I've started to pick up on it a little bit is, is adverts. They've started to be a little bit better. I presume it's because they have, um, I hope, maybe, maybe it's law or the quotas, but, or maybe they just actually have a conscience and they actually think about things. <laughs> Hopefully people in TV and film are all different races and they're the ones getting to write the scripts or whatever. I'm, I don't know, but... Um, TV and film, and especially where I am anyway, is definitely not real representation um, of different races that we have in the UK. It's ridiculous. Um. Anyway, I was going to talk about um, something else that um, that was quite funny and that happened to me um, to do with um, COVID, but um, I'm so tired now. I don't think I've got the strength. Um. So I should leave it there. But um. Anyway. If you have managed to listen to the end of this rant, well done you. <laughs> um, and yeah, with this podcast, like um, I do try and uh, I'm going to say it every I'm going to say it every time on the podcast. This is a podcast where it's open source, so anybody can be on this podcast, not just me. Um, and that means you can just send me a voice. You can just you can just do a voice note on your phone. It's as simple as that. You can re literally record anything you have to say on a voice note and send it to me. Send it to me on Facebook, that's the best way to get me. Um, or uh, on, either on the Facebook page or to me personally. Um, or if you want to record a video, record a video on your phone or whatever, on your computer, send it to me. Um, or if you want to actually join me live, like if you want to actually do a recording with me on the podcast, we can do that as well. But yeah, if, even if you just want to do a 10 minute voice note, honestly, it's as simple as that. So if you have anything you want to say, Send it to me. You don't have to ask me. Like you don't have to ask me about the topic or anything. Literally any topic you want to talk about, just just drop it into me, and I'll put it on uh, on lesbians taking over the world because it's it's your podcast as much as it is mine. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. And next time I'll tell you the funny thing. But hope you have a good week and take care.